This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The Opinions, the panel. Ten twenty-four here on the panel. Brendan Bradford joins us from Code Sport out of Australia. G'day, Brendan. How are you? Hey, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, mate, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And uh, he's just back off his sick bed, uh, resurrected like Lazarus, uh, and uh, he's going to join the, the panel today as producer Logan. Hey, guys. There you go. Um, he's sounding a bit rough, but we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Hey, uh, Brennan, I don't know uh, if you've seen this. Um, I know Australia, maybe uh, rugby union's not uh, the top sport that gets talked about over there, but um, the World Rugby Awards and nominations have been released for this. And there's a fair bit of consternation over this side of the ditch that Artie Savia hasn't been named in one of the four finalists for Player of the Year. I saw this the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning. I, I looked at my phone to sort of check the news, and it was all New Zealand websites and people on Twitter going, "How is Artie Savia not in the fi- not in the not in the one of one of the four finalists for the World Player of the Year?" Um, and, and it's look, there's a I think there's a degree of uh, you know truth to that, like, or you know, you got reason to to sort of be a bit bit upset about that. Um, I've seen him win games single handedly. Um, uh, when the Hurricanes beat the Waratahs here in Sydney, it, it was basically on his back um, earlier this year. And um, yeah, I think he's probably probably a bit hard done by. But on the other hand, is he going to win this award over Dupont, Sexton, or Fantafleur? I don't. I don't think he is better than either of those three. I think one of those guys will win it. Um, but certainly, yeah, he should have been in the mix there. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, I would agree too. I mean, I know this is kind of indicative of the year the All Blacks have had, isn't it? And the fact that you've got two island players nominated, they're probably still um, going off the glory of their series win in New Zealand. I mean, Johnny Sexton is an incredible player. Uh, so, I mean, he always deserves to be in there too, as does uh, Fonda Fleur. But, I mean, we've heard time and time again, despite the troubles that the All Blacks have had this year, uh, Artie Savia has been their most consistent player, and God, did they miss him mm. one game that they didn't have with Artie there at number eight. Uh, I mean, but it is also showing with where we are now with rugby, uh, and we're seeing in New Zealand, women's rugby is just completely taken over. We're all about the Black Ferns. Uh, I'll admit, I've, I've paid very little attention to the Northern Tour because I've been swallowed up and and all the hype and all the excitement of them winning the World Cup here. 
and now they're getting all the nominations as well. I think it's just incredible to see that we're seeing another side of the sport in New Zealand getting recognition. Well, that's a, that is a, that is a good point because uh, there is no All Blacks player in the uh, Player of the Year nominees. There is no All Black Sevens player in the Sevens nominees either. Uh, yet we do have Wayne Smith shortlisted for Rugby uh, World Rugby Coach of the Year alongside Andy Farrell, Fabian Gaultier and Simon Middleton. And we also have two women in the Women's Player of the Year category um, in Portia Woodman and also Ruahe de Mont. So, uh, yeah, it seems to be all going the way of, of the women's game over here, mate. I mean, how much coverage did that Rugby World Cup get over 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 the ditch? There was a lot of um, a lot of attention around the, the the Australian side that went over, and um, a lot of a lot of hope as well. Um, you know, sort of sort of heading into that tournament, and um, you know, obviously came up against uh, pretty pretty dominant England side in rough conditions in that uh, that quarter final. But um, the the way you know the way the Black Ferns have just been embraced by New Zealand in that final series and, and just watching that game at Eden Park and the sold-out crowd. Um, you know, growing, growing up in New Zealand, sort of, I don't know, aged myself too much, you know, 20, 30 years ago, um, you know, it was almost unthinkable. Like, it, it just wasn't sort of on the radar. And now to, to, to have this and to see this and to see all the... Uh, and the, the crowd seemed like in a really good positive... It seemed like a really good positive atmosphere, uh, a really good feel-good vibes. Um and it's just yeah, it's just so great to see. And yeah, like you, um, sort of paid more attention to the the women's world cup than the the spring tour so far. Yeah, well, you know, from an Australian point of view, not surprising. Owen two, mate, and you still got Ireland <laughs> and Wales to come. You could be Owen four, and Wrens uh, could be Wrens uh, could be looking for a new gig. Oh, he's, he's, they've either got to they've either got to move him on now, or, you know, get it out of the way because it's the world cup next year, or just bite the bullet and keep going, but. They make twelve changes to the side ahead of the Italy game and then lose it. I mean, they talk about trying to blood new players and get guys experience, but I don't think they know what their best fifteen is. And uh, there's only uh, there's probably eleven or twelve games before the World Cup, and you got a whole Super Rugby tournament in between that. And to, just to have this this much uncertainty, um, you know, about ten months out from the World Cup starting is just. No good. It's in all sorts. Absolute shambles over here. Yeah, well, I would have thought that after losing to France by one point, that would have almost been credit in Rennie's bank because everybody sees France as one of the best teams in the world. Um, but it might have, you know, bought him some credit, but he's he's gone one pace forward and two paces back, hasn't he? Yeah, and oh, look, there were there were a few injury-enforced changes ahead of the Italy game. Um, and, and yeah, like you say, it was one point. But even then, it was it was one point and... He's taken Bernard Foley off, probably one of the most experienced playmakers in the world, not just in Australia. He's taken him off in such a tight game. And when they needed to exit their 22 with about sort of three or four minutes to go, and you were looking for someone like a Bernard Foley who would just kick it into touch into France's territory. Instead, I think it was Reese Hodge just chipped it down the field. And at about 30 seconds later, France score in the corner and win the game. He, these are the things, when you're already under pressure, like Dave Rennie is, those little moments, those decisions. Um, and it was the same against Italy. He brought Ben Donaldson on for his debut, four minutes from full time. The guys barely had, had a chance to uh, break a sweat and he has to take a, a potentially match-winning conversion. Uh, these are just the, the little decisions that you can't get away with when you're under this much pressure.
No, indeed. All right, we'll continue the panel shortly. We're going to catch, uh, we're going to talk uh, FIFA World Cup, Black Caps, Black Fern, some more as well. We'll do all of that after the latest with Araha in News and Sport. The panel. Yeah, 27 away from 11, Brendan Bradford with us from codesport.au over in Australia for the panel alongside producer Logan. And uh, we've had the T20 World Cup in your part of the world, Brendan. Um, Didn't go so well for the host nation, um, but New Zealand did make a semi-final. They've had a a tournament team put out. There's only only one Kiwi in it and Glenn Phillips. Um, How much of a headline maker was he for you guys? Oh, yeah, he was massive. Um, I was at that game, um, at that game, and uh, where he scored the century, and it was just, yeah, just phenomenal hitting. It was, it was he came in, he came in, and I was there. I was just there as a punter with a couple of mates, and we were under so much pressure when he came in, and it's just like, oh my goodness, how are we going to lose to Sri Lanka? And um, then all of a sudden he was in the forties, and then he was in the seventies, and he just kept going, and it was just. It wasn't like he, he didn't. It wasn't like uh, a Finn Allen's knock against Australia earlier in the tournament, where he just blasted everyone. It was a really composed sort of innings. It was more of a more of an ODI sort of innings. It seemed on the ground, and um, yeah, he, he was just phenomenal. His catch against Australia as well was just 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 incredible. Um, I, I, I had a look at the when the Wisdom team came out. Uh, for me, <laughs> if we're talking about big snubs like. Uh, Adi Savia, not to have Virat Kohli in this team is, just seems weird to me. And um, so I, I look, have, have I been watching this tournament right? And did a Google search and had a look at some other sort of teams of the tournament from other websites and, and things like that. And every team, every other uh, you know outlet had Virat Kohli, and every other team had Glenn Phillips. So uh, definitely Glenn Phillips is the right choice. But um, I'm on board with the the Indian fan base here, and, and that Virat Kohli has been snubbed big time. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. Maybe, maybe the the uh, websites that had Virat Kohli in there were cultural, uh, were, were contractually obliged to do so due to the Indian <laughs> advertising they have online. Who knows? Uh, but um, we had uh, Ian Smith on, whose uh, show this is, uh, last week, and he, you know, said that he had done um, a podcast with Nasser Hussain, who said at the time that Glenn Phillips had announced himself to the cricketing world and he was the one player whose name was going to be linked to this tournament forevermore, Logan. I mean, that's pretty big raps coming from someone like NASA. Oh, it is. And, I mean, it's just been cemented here in, you know, the team of the tournament. I'm not surprised that he is the only New Zealander in there. I, I wouldn't really say others are getting snubbed when, you know, I, I don't think our bowlers did particularly well in the latter parts of the tournament to really put their hand up. Uh, Josh Butler took the uh, the keeping gloves there. And I mean, you know, he got 225 runs, nine dismissals. So he had a great time with the bat and the gloves. So someone like Devin Conway, probably, you know, not going to get a look in there. Unfortunately, he might have been the only other one I would have considered. Um, and, you know, it's just been so strong, England. So it was awesome to see... I mean, I don't like. What was I going to say? It was awesome to see England winning a World Cup. They won what? one that doesn't even count. Yeah, yeah, exactly, God, exactly. Check um, your passport. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, but really stoked for uh, Glenn Phillips and awesome to see what's going to come next with uh, India coming to New Zealand. Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting. Actually, I did see something on, uh, I think it was Mitch Santner's uh, figures from the tournament. 20 overs bowled, 129 runs conceded, and I think 12 wickets taken, mm. which uh, that's not the worst, Brendan. That's not bad. And look, I've, I've been a, a Mitchell Santner 
uh, what do I say, critic, skeptic, mm-hmm. since he ducked the last ball um, of that World Cup final. But uh, look, I, yeah, it's hard. It, was, it would be sort of yeah, churlish of me to say to, to point any blame on him. He, he was pretty good. But yeah, like like you said, Logan, I, I just struggle to see where any other Kiwis would make the side. Um, you know, you'd have to take out some some pretty deserving players like uh, your dad from from India. Hales, Butler, of course, they're going to be in there. Afridi, um, Sam Curran as well. He was phenomenal this tournament. Um, you'd have to be making some pretty cool, big calls to, to get uh, another New Zealander in there. And just on Glenn Phillips, even before it was early in the tournament or maybe even before it started, he had the John Cena um, call out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. you know, John Cena posted his, his photo. Uh, he walks out to his music or something. So um, he's, he's gone, not mainstream, but he's gone beyond cricket. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, it is. It is good to say. You know, you have those moments where you're like, "I'm doing parenting wrong." Um, my daughter was watching um, Ferdinand, the movie that John Cena plays the uh, does the voice of the bull uh, the other day, and in the shorts he was on doing a Ferdinand uh, how to eat healthy thing, and she was like, "Dad, dad, dad, dad!" I was like, "What?" She's like, "It's the guy from Step Dads too." Look, it's, and I'm like, "No, that's John Cena. How do you not know this?" Uh, it's because you can't see him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Maybe that's it. That's nice call. Cool. That's cool. Hey, uh, we should talk um, FIFA World Cup as well, given that you know uh, over the over the ditch you'll be getting pretty excited about that with the Aussies off to the off to Qatar, mate. Um, I know there's been a lot of criticism of Graham Arnold, um, and probably rightly so. And then that criticism got doubled down on once the squad was announced. What's the feeling over there? It's an interesting one. They've just gone into camp. I think it was yesterday, the day before. Um, but I, it's one of those ones where. Again, there's always going to be selection uh, questions, headaches, nightmares, and yeah, Graham Arnold has been under pressure. <clears throat> um, but I, I, once the tournament starts, I think all that all that goes out the window. And, and a massive event like this, and it's just about just about the games, and it's about the you know about the the results, and uh, you know being just being part of of you know one of the biggest sporting events in the world. Um, but yeah, uh, look. I think I am hoping that Australian football fans are realistic about their chances. Um, they're in a very tough group. <laughs> um, you know, like, guys, you're probably not going to get out of the group. So just enjoy it while it lasts. This, is, this would be my message. Yeah. I mean, it feels like Danny Vukovic's selection was purely based on the fact that as a junior, he came up under the guy that's the goalkeeping coach of the Socceroos. He's got a, his save percentage in the A-League this season is 36%. So he's only saved 36% of the shots that have been at his goal. Uh, and then you've got a guy called Mitch Langerak who's playing at a higher level with a 72% save percentage who gets left out of the team despite being called out of retirement to play New Zealand. I mean, that's what's really upset a lot of uh, football fans over there, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it was a real, uh, you know, you, you just sort of thought Langerak was going to get in just because of the moves that they'd made beforehand. Um, <laughs> yeah, just to, to be thrown that selection bombshell, I don't, you know, no one. There were remember last week when they were the squad was being announced, and there were rumours going around. Oh, there's been a big stub. There's been a big stub. Who's it going to be? And, and it was this one. And um, yeah, look, there were there were a lot of headlines, a lot of there's a lot of uh, a debate around it. But that's that's the good thing about Australian football is that it's such a passionate fan base, that, and and they're so you know they're so opinionated as well. Um, and I look at wanted to speak down on the Socceroos because, you know, apart from 06, they haven't really performed on the world stage. I think 
a lot of people sort of expect a lot more than is realistic. But um, it's a really vibrant, really um, really engaged fan base and, and footballing community, which is pretty cool to see um, in Australia. Yeah, fantastic, mate. What, uh, what about you, Logan? I mean, you spent a bit of time over in Aussie working there and working in sports media. I mean... Uh, how how invested do you think uh, the Aussies will be and, and what chance do you give them? Yeah, I like this. Uh, Brennan actually works for the company I used to work for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Group D, I mean, you've got France, Denmark, and Tunisia. Surely Australia finishing fourth in Group D. I really don't give them much chance there. I mean, and of course, you know, here on this side of the ditch, you know, un- unlucky uh, New Zealand that we're, we're not in it. Um, Costa Rica, for some reason, are. Ricardo, I know exactly how <laughs> you feel about that. Uh, but then it, it gets me wondering, who, who do New Zealanders support in, in this whole thing? Who, who is someone to get behind? Clearly, we're not going to cheer for Australia. Clearly. That's just not the done thing to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give you the, I'll, I'll give you a team to support. And I know anyone that knows me is probably going to roll their eyes when they hear this because it's so predictable coming from me. Uh, But the last time that Canada were in the Football World Cup was Mexico in 1986. Mm -hmm. So their story kind of rings very similar to to New Zealand. They're not in there very often. And when they are in there, they're looking to make an impact. And they're there in Group F with Belgium, uh, Morocco and Croatia. So they're up against some pretty big names in football, right? Uh, You know, you got the likes of, you know, the, the, the Lukaku's, the Modric's. I mean... Very tough assignments, but I mean they've got some exciting players themselves, like Alfonso Davies, who plays for Bayern Munich, um, and you know he's really looking to put Canada on the map. There, they're already doing a great job there. Uh, John Herman, I, kn- I know you're a fan of him. John Herman, yeah, he's yeah. been the football ferns coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's there's another correlation there. So that's the team to get behind New Zealand. Uh, since we're not in it ourselves, <laughs> let's back Canada. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Logan's back in Canada. Uh, Brendan, who are you backing? I mean, Australia oh. last time they 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 were at a World Cup was 2018, and they had France and Denmark then as well. And they finished bottom of that group. So are you going to be you going to be supporting the Socceroos given that you're living over there? Nah, look, you can't. They're going to come bottom of that group. Just don't worry about it. Um, I, I, I wish I could back pick a dark horse like like Canada. Um, but ever since I was little, uh, when, when I was sort of growing up, Zinedine Zidane was like my favourite player. Um, you know, my formative years, and then and then you know, watching old old World Cup videos and stuff it was Michel Platini before he turned into you know a crook. Um, so I've always I've always loved French football and watching France. I know it's not that exciting they're you know, one of the favourites for this one but um, you know now Kylian Mbappe is one of my favourite players these days so I'm going for France which means I'll be rooting you know, actively against Australia <laughs> in Group D <laughs> um, so, yeah look I, I wish but I, on the other hand I, I really want to see you know like an African side go deep Senegal something like that um, you know make a run into the you know late into the knockout stages maybe push for a semi-final spot for the first time um in, in football history, that'd be nice to see. Um, but yeah, so France, Senegal, those are my two two teams. All right, France, Senegal, Canada. We've got them all. Um, all the outsiders being back here. I, I don't, here on I, I the, don't on the mind panel. France. I don't mind France. Uh, FIFA Road to World Cup '98 was uh, one of the most formative video oh. games of my childhood. So there you go. Yeah, I was heading to France. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, this has been the panel. Uh, Brennan, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Go well. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.